0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, Coach. Uh, welcome to the podcast today before we jump in i would like to give a big shout out to our sponsors first of all dr dish the number one shooting machine on the market bar none they are awesome they rock uh mention coach unplugged they'll give you 350 off um those machines are sturdy they they will not break down they were like my old explorer they run 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 um also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it's your one-stop shop for basketball coaches um, it's unlike anything out there. You know, you can join all these other courses, but I'm guarantee you don't get their cell phone number. You don't get one-on-one calls, you don't get, you know, hey, Tuesday, I need to call with you. Um, that's what teach makes teachhoops.com different. We have everything you need to become a better basketball coach. Doesn't matter if you're youth, doesn't matter if you're high school, doesn't matter if you're college. We're here to help. We're here to mentor you through this great journey we call coaching. All right, let's head off to the podcast.
1: You know, in Europe, the schedule is pretty, you have a ton of time with yourself. And so uh, towards the end of it, you know, you look at kind of what you get from a player, I guess the people around you and even just kind of your personal little bubble, it's more self-centered because everything revolves around you. If you're tired, uh, if you played well, if you didn't play well, your nutrition, how you're managing your rest, But towards the end of it, one of the things that I was able to reflect on is, well, who had the greatest impact in allowing me to live this amazing life? And I look back at it and kind of at every single point, crossroads, it was an amazing coach. And so then, you know, uh, one of the coolest things, and I tell everyone now, you know, the coolest thing I think for me, like life after basketball, was basketball. Right. And so now I get to be thrust in this position, to where i get to help kids that were in the same vulnerable state that i was in when i was 16 17 or finishing college trying to be a pro or being a pro transitioning out of you know the professional game and i think the reward that i get for helping those guys genuinely is kind of the new transfer of passion for me you know did,
0: did you get to enjoy europe
1: oh of course
0: Okay. Of course,
1: yeah, of course, okay. I got to enjoy. Of course, listen, man, I went to Italy, right? Uh, my the, the the country is just beautiful. The people okay. are warm. The food is incredible. And uh, you know, it's funny, man. When I went to when I went to Europe, you know, I didn't drink, I didn't do anything. But uh, when I went to Italy, like we we're having lunch, you know, team lunch, and the first thing they do is they put a bottle of red wine on the table, you know, coffee or whatever. But they just really submerge you in their culture, and like, they really want to just, they really want you to experience what makes their culture, like, you know, really, really good. Right. And um, I soaked that up. When I first got over there, I was a little Americanized. You know, hey, man, I'm looking for the McDonald's. Right. You know, I'm looking for this. But slowly but surely, I started to let my guard down. And, man, that's when I started living life.
0: You know? Right, right. Yeah. No, I think sometimes... You- it's like you, you're so focused too; you lose the perspective of like, oh my gosh, think of the life experiences yeah. that you're going to be able to share with your sons too. At some point it's like, oh like, yeah, man, yeah, it's incredible,
1: know. man. Yeah. It's incredible. They actually go back and we haven't been able to because of the COVID situation, but they go back every year to Italy and they'll spend probably two to three weeks over there and just kind of reconnect. My oldest son was born there. Right. Uh, um, you know, and so well, there we
0: go. There we go. So that means he's an Italian citizen. We, we can work that for the Olympics. And stuff. there's things yeah. you can work. That for. <laughs> I,
1: pasta every day in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great.
0: Um, no. So, okay. So then, so what, so you came back and then what happened?
1: Well, I came back and um, after I retired, I had a chance to really work and uh, in, in just a ton of player development. But I think the player development for all guys that played is kind of a cushion to narrow down, okay, what you want to do. Um, I knew I wanted to coach. Um, I was trying to evaluate what level that I wanted to coach on. And then to be honest with you, you know, I had to, I had to start learning new knowledge. And so it's a weird concept. And um, I always try to tell players this, you know, just because you play the game, it doesn't mean you can teach it.
0: Oh, say that again. Oh, my goodness. That is no, I'm just, so you know, cruel. it's just, it,
1: it's a fact. So, and so you have to humble yourself, you know, from an expertise point of view, because it's a whole different factor of managing the team, being better, more polished in an administrative way. And, you know, I had to polish up being able to teach the game, you know, at various levels, on-court player development, hey, recruiting uh, you know, really taking someone's life or plan and managing it from a season perspective into where they're going to go. And which is one of the reasons, man, why I reached out to you because, um, I was, I was going through a lot of your content and, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not bashful, man. I, so I think of, you know, these scenarios as, as a way for me to update my personal software, you know, right. Right. Said, no, oh, yeah. I on. hey, man, yeah, I played college ball. But when I played, it was like, you know, there was dinosaurs. So, <laughs> so it was different. I
0: mean, the three-point line came in sophomore year of my, <laughs> my collegiate. I mean, I played the entire high school career without a three-point line. So they, the kids look at me like I'm from Mars. I like, go, oh, what are you talking about? We used to jump the ball up. That's how old your coach is. Hey man, you we, we can
1: adjust, we can adjust your stats. We can multiply your stats by maybe about like maybe 1.5 or something like that. So I know. We can...
0: Well, the thing is, the <laughs> funny part is I'm not a great, like when I play horse against them, I can beat yeah. any one of them inside the three-point line, any one of them. But that's outside my range. Like, cause I never worked on it. Like yeah. it, there was no value to shooting a 22 footer. Yeah. When you could shoot a 15 footer and it was still two points. Well, so, man, they know when they get out past three, they got me. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But it, it is funny. Uh, Yeah, the jump ball is a whole different. Like, if you've ever listened to my podcast, I think the jump balls are, like, talk about dinosaur. Like, I'm not even sure why we do the first jump ball. Like, because maybe in Texas they're better at throwing it, but the they're in Wisconsin they're horrible at throwing that first jump ball. Because they don't, mm-hmm. the officials don't practice it, and there's one a game unless it's overtime. I
1: got you. So no, they're I,
0: horrible. No, so I, I think I, the visiting team. I think basketball should just change. All jump ball should be gone. Because first of all, if you watch the NBA, it's like it's like watching uh, wrestling. Oh yeah. Ball. oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah. It this, is. It's not a jump ball. There's like there's, there's eight guys like basically wrestling outside that circle.
1: Yeah, I'm trying sure. to box each other out to get. Yeah, right. It's like times.
0: just give like the like alternating possession. Visiting team gets the ball to start the game. Poof! The game has changed. There you go. Jump ball has gone. <laughs> no reason to have a jump ball anymore. But anyway, uh, all right. So, did you have to go back to school to, for teaching? Uh, I had
1: to get a certification, yes, to to okay. be able to teach. And so, where I'm at now, school's a little bit more. Uh, it's it's more academically driven. And so, okay. um, for for what they needed, I guess we we first talked about the basketball agenda, what the administration wanted to do with the program, how they wanted to build it. Um, And then also what they were going to put behind it to build and then also there was a need for I guess two areas and so I do AP computer science and then I also do uh, personal finance that you know I enjoy here at this campus and so it allows me to, you know, I don't have to necessarily sit up and talk. I get to deal with a bunch of people that, that are creative in class and it's kind of fun, you know, for me to kind of teach that curriculum and balance you know what I'm doing outside
0: of that. but for for all the basketball coaches i'm going to geek out for a second so Mm -hmm. i teach ap stats so explain how the ap computer science test works well you have a a choice you have a choice and
1: so we have a choice you can do it virtually which um you kind of do through an online portal and the kids can come here and there's two parts of it or you can take it in person but our ap test this year was a little bit different because they had a project that they had to create, which is called like a create performance task. It's basically yeah. you creating a functional program with the correct programming, with the correct, right. correct responses on that. That was 30% of the AP test. Okay. And another part of that, what they did was they had a 70 question, multiple choice, uh, you know, physical test that they took and they kind of combined the two. Okay. And so, but my AP students were, you know, they were my brighter kids. And um, And is it a
0: normal, is it normal? So in a normal year, non-COVID, you, do they have to sit and program during the test or is it just multiple choice?
1: Well, the create performance task you actually do in a span of like maybe a month leading up to the AP test. And so what they do is they give them, you know, maybe 14 hours of class time to where they can work on that create performance task make sure it functions and so we allocate you know while some of the other students the novice students the the mid-level students are doing other programming tasks they're working on their create performance task to make sure it's sharp for their ap test and then leading up to that test date they just come in take the multiple you know multiple choice question yeah their create performance task is submitted online and then now i think we'll get the results back mid-july for how my ap students did but it was fun teaching them all year it was fun
0: yeah, that's a fun. Uh, yeah, I, I in another life, I would have pivoted and done computer programming because I I was a math major. And anyway, um, that's why I wanted to ask that question. So sorry for all the basketball coaches listening. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had an AP stats geek out a little bit here. Uh, all right. So um, explain your uh, tell me a little bit about your school. That, that intrigues me.
1: Well, the school, um, it's like I said, I was in Houston and okay. um, there's just a, there's a ton of basketball resources. The reason why I moved to Houston after leaving school was that I went down to Houston to work out with John Lucas. Okay, I was preparing to be a pro. I was working out with a lot of the Rockets guys. And so from moving from little old San Antonio to Houston, I was just like, wow, man, you can work out every day, all day here. There's a ton of pros in the city. There's a ton of coaches. And so I just really grew as a player there, but um, you know, I had this opportunity last year to move to Austin. I met with the administration, and I think for every basketball coach, um, you know, we'd like to be able to build things, you know, with a certain <laughs> type of control. I think that intrigues us a little bit. And so I met with them, and what they told me was, well, hey, we've got a great baseball program, we got a great football program, and then, hey, our academics were academic state champs, hey, whatever, last three or four years, but we want to build the program. Right. And I said, well, what do you mean by build a program? Well, what we want to do is we want to have one of the best programs in central Texas, you know, and I started smirking on the inside, but I couldn't really show it. Right. So, um, you know, and I asked him, well, do you know what that means? And
0: uh, I would have said, what are you talking about? Central Texas, Texas. I would have said Texas.
1: Well, you know, th- this is how, this is how Austin people talk.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. But my first reaction would have been, hold on. You might have the wrong person. We're not, talking, we're not talking central Texas. Exactly. I mean, Here, I build exactly. I, I,
1: since then, I've been able to kind of self-correct, but <laughs> they wanted to build a program that we would attract the type of kids that would give it the identity that we wanted. Right. Um, they wanted to build a program that also reached out and kind of, you know, it, it touched the community to where we can make our campus and our school a little bit more intriguing. And then also, I think at times, before people believe in what you're building and what you're doing, they have to see it kind of running. They have to see it kind of working. You know, I could go sell this and sell that, but we've got to create something that people can see and feel right. before they start, you know, if we can expect them to buy into it. So that's kind of what we're doing now. We've got a ton of really good, just younger kids. Um, we've opened up our facilities, you know, for the entire summer um, with the community of Austin. And what I'm doing is, is just, we're, we're trying to attract kids
0: At one, they want to get a great education. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe, like, jump up and down. Tell us how how great we are with uh, Basketball Coach Unplugged, uh, wherever you listen to him. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast, Castify. There's all sorts of them. Anchor. Um, Anyway, uh, we would love those. We read every one of those. Um, Also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. I'm challenging you right now. I, I would first of all challenge you. There's not another membership site like ours where, you know, you you can ask my members, you call, you email, I will, I respond like that because this is my this is my thing. I, lo- I love doing this. Um, also, go over and check out our other podcasts, uh, High School Hoops with Jake and I, once a week, and Teacher Side Gig. So especially for those teachers out there that are looking can hear other teachers that are doing similar things and uh, keeping the. <laughs> keeping the lights on in their in their houses so let's head back to the podcast
1: and then two also they're motivated basketball wise right. and so uh, you know now i think the time's a little bit different and back in our days and I, I think you can attest to this there were guys that were just basketball 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 they didn't go to class they didn't do this and then what happens is you get these horror stories of you know the dumb jock and so nowadays things have changed a little bit because it's kind of cool to be smart you know and i like that in sports because what happens is it's going to help them and their influence just to be
0: better with whatever they're doing whatever they're selling you know it is it's like i know i I had one of my one of my current players went to dartmouth and some mid-majors were looking at him i go what are you talking (laughs) about the ivy leagues are looking at you oh yeah (laughs) it's not going to cost you anything What are you talking about we're going to send you there because once the sneakers get hung up yeah that degree is going to be there oh for sure you know you're smart six seven african-american great kid yeah i love you oh my gosh you're going to be able to write your ticket you're 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 set you're 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 a great human being like yeah um,
1: that's the beautiful thing about the game now and so the kids that are doing ramped up basketball stuff basketball will take care of itself Right, but, but I have some kids that I know for sure. You know what? They don't. They don't have aspirations of playing college basketball, but they're 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 necessary for our program now. They they give me 100%. And so what they're going to be able to do is it's it's a fair trade. They're going to use this game now to kind of shape their work ethic, to shape mm-hmm. their sacrifice, their passion. And so, hey, this kid that wants to go into biochemistry, this kid that wants to go into medicine if that kid has ran lines for a game that he's not going to do later on in life but he's given me 100% hey i'll right. let that guy operate on me in a couple of years right well
0: it's like it's like i'll have an open gym tonight it will literally wisconsin in the summer right now in july it's 110 and <laughs> the humidity you could cut with a knife like you, that takes sacrifice to come in and, and well, for sure oh i mean that like that's going to yeah. help you in, in life um, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! But I mean, it's just it's, it's the environment that we want to create. And I think, too, in coaching, everyone throws around the word culture, 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 culture. And sometimes it turns into cliche, but it's just so necessary to have the right culture, you know, to have to walk in the gym and smell that leather. You know, like you just mentioned, you know, it's the sound of that. I think it's important.
0: You know? I know it's uh, so. So what? So explain divisions in Texas. Like, what are you like? Is there a private? I mean, how how does that? Who do we you We are
1: play? a private school, but they have different divisions and kind of conferences. So we are a TAPS 5A school, okay. and so whatever you're classified as, the highest level I think is 6A. You know, that's based on enrollment. Okay. But TAPS is probably a little bit more. Um, there's a little bit more balance of kind of an academic standard that kind of separates it from some other private schools. You know, hey, you can't just, you know, you, know, you can't just be anybody and just get in the school. Right. There's a certain standard that they want to, you know, maintain because what'll happen is with private schools, you know, you'll have a bus of nine foreigners show up and then, you know, things look a certain way. So they want to make sure that everything is kind of balanced here. So with sports, I think some of our athletes are getting the best academic resources and then also they're getting a basketball situation that they probably have a little bit more control over also because you can do a little bit more in private creatively than you right. can in public school
0: so it works okay. out and them. is there is, is there one state champion how does that work or is there like a? Well, no one? because
1: there's different levels so you have your 5a school that may be out of dallas and they have i don't know how many kids on campus but then you got your 4a your 3a your 2a okay. you know, So the little town that has, you know, maybe 5,000 people in it. If they have a private school and they're a two way school, they're entitled to their own championship, but it's probably not going to be many six, eight, six, nine kids running through there, you know? So to level everything off, it's kind of an appropriate means of competing to where the schools are
0: Does Texas like 5A have one state champion or do you have like- we have okay.
1: no, no, we have one state champion, one, okay. one state okay. champion. There's one winner. Right. And then there's, you know, a couple, of couple of second, third place, fourth place guys. And so that's how they do it.
0: Okay. Cause I know California's a little different. I think they do it by sections even like, yeah, like yeah. Runners. They've got a lot of stuff. Yeah, they got, they got a
1: ton of stuff going on over there. I just think it's weird to have two people, you know, saying that they're the champion of something. You right. Know, same time. <laughs> so. there's,
0: there's one champion. What do you think is the hardest thing to teach? Mm-hmm. And the coach to coach um, the teacher players. What's the, let me reward that. What's the hardest thing for you to teach your players to do? I am always intrigued by what coaches say with that.
1: Well, the hardest thing I think to teach now is, is just it's it's due to the evolving of the game one. And then it's due to the evolving of the generation. And so now like you mentioned earlier our kids now have a ton of distractions man a ton of distractions they got that phone they have that device they have this they have that they have okay who's liking me on social media who wrote this about me and so the hardest thing i think now is is devaluing a lot of superficial stuff that's around the game to some of these kids right you know without me sounding like you know a 90 year old coach Right. You know, and so getting them to kind of understand, um, you know, what's important also in private school sector, sometimes, you know, it's a little bit harder to, to get some of the kids to compete the way that you want them to compete because maybe, you know, they didn't come from a certain demographic. Um, and so, you know, we have to kind of pull a ton of examples and, and, and a ton of whys to make sure that every kid, you know, we have some kids that, hey, we're doing some stuff for, that we're, you know, we're helping them, we're helping their families out. And those kids are good. But for a kid that's been pretty much privileged his entire life, but still has talent, right? you know, to make sure that that kid runs through a wall for me, you know, we have to sometimes lift the hood up and, you know, chain some wiring around and, you know, <laughs> get that thing worked out. But it's just, you know, it's just dealing with the new generation kid. There's okay. a lot more buttons to press. And so, with teaching and getting kids to, to understand why we want to do things every single day, you know, that's just
0: the biggest tweak for me. Okay. Uh, describe your coaching philosophy.
1: Uh, my coaching philosophy revolves around ball movement. Okay. And I think what we do as players and as coaches you kind of steal a little bit of st- of the things that have worked in the past. You steal a little bit of the things that are working now. You know, you look at what you have and what could possibly, you know, kind of work. Hey, I've stole some of your content, you know, and I've used it, right. but it's the good thing about basketball. Um, but I think ball movement now and high IQ ball movement and play, it's like the new athleticism, you know, back in our day, if a guy could jump and dunk and run fast, it was like, Oh man, it's, right nothing you can do, but now, you know, it's ball movement, you know, and I got an early glimpse of that over in Europe because playing basketball is like chess over there sometimes, you know, you're not going to take 15 dribbles and step back, step back. Hey man, I got to pass. I got to cut through the corner. Now I got to come off of a stagger. Uh, then I got to curl again. I got to hit more, you know what I mean? So getting to play that way and exposing some of the things that I just told you about where some of the harder things to deal with, with kids' attention span their focus we got to be able to turn the game into to where we can kind of punish that now for some of the kids or teams that aren't focused or disciplined.
0: Okay. So what? So, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I have a whole thing. So, what do you think kids are doing too much of right now? Too much. much. Too much. What do you think they're doing? Mm-hmm. What do you think is a weakness in our game?
1: I don't, you know, I, I don't know what that is, because like I said, and, and I'm trying to answer this the right way and what I'm seeing and it's different, though, because like when I go out west, there's a certain kind of mentality when I go east, there's a certain type of mentality and I'm inspired by them. And then I come back home and it's what I see the most. But down here, it's just the superficial aspects of the game. And right. I don't know if it's because it's a good thing. Or it's a bad thing. They've made the game so marketable i guess the nba and they glorified it so much to turning into entertainment to where we've got all these eyes on it but now you know what what happens is the kids want to skip the hard work the focus they just want to get to the perks
0: right right well and i and i personally think it's like come on guys you need a move and a counter move you don't need like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) like my
0: best point guards my best guards had a move and a counter move oh yeah and they were really good at those two things and they were divisional. Like you, you yeah. quit watching all the YouTube stuff. No one does well, that. That's, that. That's
1: the problem though. It's the highlight generation, Right. you know, it's the highlight generation. So, and, um, you know, it's weird because those are the things that they're attracted to, I know. you know, and it's just, it's, I, I get it, it looks sexy, but like I tell people all the time, you know, like I love Kyrie Irving and I love, you know, Allen Iverson's game back when he played, you know, for what they were worth. But if I tried to go play somewhere like Kyrie Irving, dude, I wouldn't make any money. Right. No, because it's just not me, you know. Uh, And so, but like I said, the game, there's some things around it that are very impressionable. And so, uh, you know, and I remember a couple of years ago, I was coaching grassroots and we had a big tournament, you know, going into a Sunday bracket plays, semifinals, whatever my kid text me at night, one of my kids on my team. And, uh, you know, he'd ask me, coach, uh, what color jerseys are we wearing? Not, you know, for him to be okay. Okay. We're wearing home or this and that he was right. trying to match his socks. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's why I'm just like, I didn't even respond. You know, so here, here, here's the,
0: here's a valid question. Do you think they play too much? Do I think they
1: play too much? Um, I think they play, like, I think they play, and forgive my English on this, non-meaningful basketball too much.
0: That's what I think happens. I agree. I that, that is fine. the best summary yeah. of what I think happens. You yeah. are right. Like, yeah. I'll give you an example. So my son is a pretty, he's going to Middlebury, great school out east. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it was either between a sophomore and junior year or junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go play AAU and I go, I go, we had we I said him down. I said, okay, so here's what's gonna happen. You can go play AU and we can do go it. to Iowa and we go to Chicago and we can do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not gonna help you play for me. For sure. <laughs> uh if you want to play for me, it's better that we go with me and the gym and work on your skill sets. <laughs> yeah. And he was smart enough, like he wasn't gonna he wasn't thinking he was a divisional player, but he wanted to go to a really good school, maybe play basketball, which he mm-hmm. eventually was able to do. But I said that's just hanging out with your friends at the pool and go play four games. That's not going to make you a better player. I'm willing to do that if you want to do it. Yeah. Let's be real oh, yeah. about what this is. Um, yeah. And he was smart enough to go, okay, I need to work on my skill set. Let me go work on my skill set. And oh, yeah. you know, and that's hard. But you're right. I I uh, The only issue I have is I think there's a lot of people making a lot of money and a lot of kids. <laughs> and that's the issue I have. It's like. Let's be real about what most of this is. It's about money-making, and it's about having some maybe fun playing basketball. Yeah. But it's about money-making. Well, uh, it's, it's the- Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.